Welcome to Ridgeness Mainstream Podcast for the first time. Our new friends, Black Market the Band. Yes, sir. So, we got Malachi, Jake, and probably my favorite name of anyone that I've interviewed thus far, Cheese. <laughs> How are you guys doing today? Doing great, yeah. Great. Chilling. So, I guess kind of for the listeners here and viewers... Give us a rundown. Uh, tell us who you are. What do you do in the band? Who is Black Market? Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I'll take that one. Yeah. All right. So we're like a real rock trio based out of Los Angeles. Um, been together for about eight months now, eight or nine months. Um, we play a lot of uh, crazy music that's like influenced by a lot of things too, but definitely rooted in like the rock sound. Um, I guess we just try to like. We do a lot of instrumental stuff and collab with a lot of people too. And I guess our big goal is just to uh, so be sorry. As our big goal is just to, is just to like create the best shit that we can and something that'll like really electrify people and like electrify audiences. You know, so that's just our now idea. when I hear your music, I can't really pinpoint exactly where like your influences would lie if someone if there was like a gun to my head and they're like give me their influences i wouldn't be able to name like one of them and i think that's really incredible for a band to have like their own like unique brand or unique style to where it's just like you know you guys don't really sound like anybody else like you sound like yourselves how did you guys like come across like that sound or you know like the how did it get molded Honestly, uh, we just like like a lot of different kinds of music, and uh, we, we've been jamming with a lot of different artists. Like Malachi has a huge jazz background; he's played with like Herbie Hancock and stuff. And oh, then shit. Jake went to UCLA music. He went to UCLA music too, and he's a really good guitarist. He used to play, um, or he still plays like flamenco. He plays sitar. He plays uh, metal and and jazz guitar too. And then I I play a lot I I grew up playing a lot of funk and like uh, funk and metal and like just different types of rock and stuff so we all just kind of like morph those together and then get our sound from that yeah it's just like it's extremely unique like you can hear like the you could definitely hear jazz type influences and in funk and it's just like there's just like other like. There's just like X factor that's in there. Like I, I just I, I can't like I can't like pinpoint what it is. But you know, for those that are listening and know, you know the, you know the the uh, what's the word I'm thinking of here? Like the format of these, you're gonna hear a song at the end of this, and it's gonna blow your fucking mind. But it's just like <laughs> it it's just so like interesting, and it, and like it makes you think too. And to kind of hear that you know you have all these different backgrounds that involve like. You know, not like, I don't want to say like super intellectual type music, but not like, you know, I'm going to start a band in my garage and I'm going to be playing flamenco and jazz. Like, like that shit just doesn't happen normally. Yeah. Yeah. I really feel like, you know, we, 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 we've been like making music that's that, that listeners can enjoy, but also kind of challenges them a little bit, but also like it's fun for us as players to play, you know, and like. Finding that combination can be tricky sometimes when you're in, when you're when your original background is as an instrumentalist. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So and like so we like to we like to fucking play, man. Like we like to play that music. You know, fuck a singer sometimes. But like but like um, <laughs> but 
but um, at the same time, like, um, you, you know, you want the music to connect with people. Oh, yeah, so, like, absolutely. Find that line, I guess, is like the goal, you know? Yeah, I can add to that, too. I think, like, uh, our, the way we write the music and our process kind of informs that uniqueness. Like, for example, the song you're about to play at the end, Lord Have Mercy. We definitely wrote songs where, you know, like Malachi will bring in a, a song and we'll kind of work it out or she's or I will bring in a song. But that song in particular is like, you know, we were kind of taking a break from rehearsing and just jamming and then came up with like that riff when we were jamming on like a rooftop. With, uh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're on this uh, rooftop in uh, UCLA, like this vacant rooftop. It's like pine trees everywhere. Oh, nice. And hanging with friends and stuff, just drinking, and uh, we came up with that jam randomly. <laughs> See, it's so <laughs> funny, like, like the the type of places that inspiration like strikes. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was gonna ask you guys what, the, what like the process is to like writing, like you know, like writing as a band, or if like any of you guys would show up like individual songs or. Anything like that. So I guess now you guys answered that one for me. Yeah, it's like a mix of those two things. It's a lot of like we'll grab like jams and and make those into songs. But then we'll also have like pre like Malachi will have pre written songs, or Jake will prepare something, and then uh, we'll kind of jam over that. Like yeah, yeah hash it out. Mm -hmm. So I guess how does the process go with recording? Like, obviously, like, these songs aren't, like, your average cookie-cutter verse, chorus, verse, yeah. you know, oh, like, you... like easily roadmap-type songs. How does the recording process work for you guys? Yeah, for the, um, for that album, or, I mean, for those songs, we were, uh, we lived in this place called Treehouse, which is, uh, like, this old building that the Doors used to live in, and, like, David Spade and a bunch of people, it's like this, uh, it's a mix of like a bunch of musicians and kind of like uh, college parties and shit. Oh wow! And uh, just a lot of magic happens there. And, and uh, me and Jake moved in there like I think like three years ago, and we made it into a studio, and we would throw shows there. And then Malachi moved in for a little bit, um, and uh, yeah, we we would just record there pretty much. So you guys are a completely like do-it-yourself type act. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for this record, we we did everything ourselves. Yeah, we mixed a lot of it. Homie, found the homies to master, record, did all the PR, did everything for this one. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So, I know that there's a pretty big music scene in Los Angeles, and I've had a couple bands on the show from Los Angeles. Where do you guys fall into like the scene? Like, like I said before, like you guys are extremely unique, but you can also play with a bunch of different bands because it is so like, uh, like you like transcend past the, you know, like the jazz or the funk aspect of it. And like you said, just you know, even if it's just classified as a strip rock and roll type band, how do you guys kind of fit into like the scene out there in Los Angeles? Well, you know, we've been playing some gigs from place to place and just kind of noticing the type of people that come um it's it's a mix man like it's a real mixed bag like of uh people who enjoy different kinds of music actually a lot of them are huge fans of like rock you know what i mean oh yeah but um, i mean i got friends who love jazz and they come to our shows just to be around the show and i got friends who like have never listened to metal ever or hip-hop hits 
but they enjoy the energy because sometimes we collaborate with rappers or we might collaborate with uh, whatever, you know? So I guess like where we fought, we kind of do have our own sound, but it's, but it's flexible enough to fit kind of anywhere too. Like we can yeah, play funky it, it shit. It almost fits like, it, it can fit like a hip hop setting. It can fit like a, a punk setting or like a rock setting. If it a metal setting, yeah. So we, we just basically reach out to different uh, venues and, and people. We've been doing a lot of, like, uh, kind of, like, just, like, setup shows with, like, generators. And those are actually a lot more enjoyable than, sometimes <laughs> than like, venues and stuff. Is, like, going to, like, uh, like the Malibu Hills and setting up. Oh yeah, on, on this like we, we did like this fucking crazy ass show in the Malibu Hills where we had to hike like two um, miles. Two miles. I was going to ask you about that because I came across that on your Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah we hiked two miles up a mountain yeah. with like a cab, a giant fucking acrylic twenty six inch drum set. Yeah, and like yeah. just some friends and like and but it was crazy. That was like our best, one of our best, one yeah, of our best shows. Great. It was it was, it was really packed. Fun. A lot of people showed up. A lot of people showed up who were just taking hikes and shit. That's and like, cool. Uh, it was awesome, dude. These, yeah. mount, these mountains were, these clouds were rolling over the mountains. Yeah, at, like at the peak it was, of the jam. It was beautiful. It was, yeah, it was amazing. It was like some, it was kind of like our, our Pink Floyd Pompeii type shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess, well, I've never really had to ask this type of question before. What do you guys enjoy doing more? Like having these like gorilla type shows or playing in like actual venues and, you know, the whole like structure of playing a show? Or do you like doing like these type of shows where you go up into the mountains and, you know, you're sitting there with, you know, Sasquatch and shit in the Appalachians? <laughs> I definitely enjoy like the random set of shows, like usually a lot more, uh, I don't know, like enjoyable and you usually don't get paid, but it's like it's about the experience mostly for me or for us. And yeah, people donate too. Yeah, people sometimes like people donate. Venmo, yeah, yeah. Like that. that's cool. I like I like I like them both. Like I like them both just because I, I like the I like the venue stuff just because it does have more pro- pro- professional feel. Like like there's like pro- pre- promo and like we we like it's a show, you know. Like we yeah. did some stuff at. This place called this um this showcase thing called Breaking Sound, which was dope. That was a dope show. And then we were playing at this other place called The Trip out here in LA that hosts a lot of dope bands and and those are fun. But you know, man, I will say like Cheese was saying, the gorilla shows are just dope because you don't have to deal with any of that red tape bullshit. Yeah. And like you don't have to like, you know, be precautious about anything. People just show up and like completely are free to turn up without worrying about shit. And it's always like a great time too. And the people that come to those shows really know how to party really have like like just really make the the experience you know what i mean well it's got they're both no i'm sorry what were you saying no nothing that was it oh um it's got to be more of like a like an intimate type thing with like your audience too because now they're not watching you from a stage they're now out in you know in the world like in the in the real world like like a one-on-one type deal too. Like that, that's gotta be an insane type of experience too, especially for like a fan or even for you guys as well. Yeah. So I guess 
Like when you do these type of shows, like what kind of crowds are you able to draw? Like as like if you were to like as opposed to having like a show at a venue, are you able to draw like a pretty decent crowd like out in the you know, out into the woods basically? Actually, yeah, actually, actually yeah. Like, sometimes it's almost better than the it's crowds like better, yeah. Venues. That's and, insane. Uh, I think I think people buy into like the locations a lot a lot more even like like that Topanga show. Dude, people still talk about that. It's how you advertise it, too. Like, the flyers that you make have to be, like, personal with people and, like, drag uh, attention and stuff and then, like, just kind of send it to the right crowd. Like, for that show, I inbox, like, maybe, like, 100 people that have to do with, like, the kind of music we like or people that just live in that area. Like, Like, I went to, like, the Malibu hiking trail pictures area and I just, like, Okay, this person probably likes this, and I'll just send them the the flyer and stuff like that. So, <laughs> it's like target. <laughs> like a lot of young people like our music, and a lot of venues out here like twenty one plus. So sometimes, like a lot of people who want to come see us can't even you know come. Can't even come. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's a lot of older people crowd. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. But they still like they still like our music, and it's still a good energy. But. Yeah, dude. It's a lot more of a local scene vibe when like we set up at Venice or like the mountains or something. You know? Yeah, dude. We had this show at the trip, and this this 19 year old kid was trying to get in so bad. Yeah. So he ended up staying. He ended up staying like by the like, window for the whole that. show. <laughs> like just like, <laughs> and we were like, "Fuck, this was outside. You could totally come in, dude." Yeah. Like you know, but <laughs> it's like that. So that kind of sucks, but yeah. That's awesome. It's just like I I've never had like a band or artist on this show that's like done like stuff like this. And I do I do have one question. Do, do you guys have a Facebook or was I just not able to find it? Oh, we don't have a Facebook. No, I think just Instagram, yeah. Okay, so this is my next question. In like in today's world of, you know, like social media and, you know, technology and, you know, the Twitter sphere and all that other stuff without having a Facebook. Do you guys feel like this helps or hurts your, you know, your potential reach to well, get I mean, new I, fans? I personally feel like Facebook is an outdated platform. Like, like particularly like, especially for the type of people that listen to our music. They're not really in our age demographic. Like most people who use Facebook are like, 37 plus a little bit now and like and like um we have a really intense sound sometimes that i think doesn't really cater to the audience so we we do we we fucking use social media like crazy though like and like um all the time and yeah i've I, seen I, your i've seen the instagram yeah like instagram yeah right yeah <laughs> or like uh uh stuff like that and um like a little bit of tiktok not so much i don't really fuck with that shit i don't know they, more and more, you've been seeing a lot more people doing TikToks. And, you know, like in the beginning, I was like, eh, I don't know how yeah. I feel about TikTok. Yeah. But like, honestly, this you guys are the the, the last two people that I've interviewed. Uh, actually, the last three were like, yeah, I, yeah, we promote on TikTok. And I'm like, oh, my God, I never thought this would actually happen. Like now I feel yeah. like an asshole. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's a necessary evil, man. Like living inside, we live in a cyber Cyber world, especially all this other shit about to pop up, like metaverse shit, mm-hmm. NFT, this, blah blah blah. But like, that's why, like, you know, I mean, it's a it's a it's a good tool to use. 
but I, yeah. but, but I also feel like we don't let that shit dictate our music at all. Like exactly. the music is like natural and it's organic. And it's real world music by real world people. We just market on Instagram because that's what you have to do. You know yeah, I mean? exactly. I mean, or you you know, printing out flyers and stuff like that. I mean, that that's another thing too. That's like, I I feel like sooner rather than later, everything's just going to come back to full circle, and it's going to be you know, like having a mailing list and putting up flyers because I mean, it's like you were saying before, like Facebook is getting outdated, and there isn't really anything besides Instagram that can really help with like any kind of marketing or promotion. But even on Instagram, like you have to jump through hoops to even get your music on there anyway. Like you have <laughs> to make a video. Like you can't like, okay, well here's just a clip of the song that you, you know, you know, you can find on our page. It's like, you, you know have the, to go through that trouble. You know what the funny thing is though, that I've been noticing actually is like, yeah, like we will, we do that stuff, that social media stuff, but that stuff just helps you book a gig at a venue like you have to have that information up there mm-hmm. in order to get the gig like they don't think you're a legitimate um project unless unless you do but to be real most of the people that come to our shows are the friends and people that we meet you know what i mean like that we like have like that we have relations that we develop relationships with and then they bring people like word of mouth, like more word of mouth, and and like that's way more successful. Like like to, you know to the point that you're making. I do think that like honestly, I think the successful thing is to do all of it all the time because like um, all that shit works and none of it works. You know yeah. what I mean? That, <laughs> that's how this podcast is. This was entirely word of mouth. Like um, I think maybe one time we put like ten dollars in the Facebook. Uh, Facebook, uh, you know, promotions and it really didn't do anything, but everything that we've done is, is word of mouth. And I mean, we've been all over the place, which is like, like just crazy that, you know, it didn't take anything really. But, um, I guess kind of getting back to your music here, since the, like the spectrum is so like huge, what are like, like if you had to break them down into some like a few like different bands or artists, like what is what are your guys' like main influences? Like even if it has to be like you know, like individual influences. Primus, Primus Black Sabbath, Sabbath, uh, Chili Peppers, Hot Chili Peppers, Rage Against the Machine, uh, Bootsy Collins, Funkadelic, Jimi Hendrix, Miles Davis. Like, off like psychedelic rock. Yeah, yeah. Here's okay. Let's yeah, let's synthesize that. Yeah, just like more. We would we probably thing. say yeah. Black Sabbath meets Red Hot Chili Peppers meets Primus meets Funkadelic. A little bit of like Talking Heads. And a little too. and some Talking Heads shit. So you know, it's like it's definitely some influences. You know. Yeah, if it were like a physical like embodiment of like all that stuff, like a you know, like if you were to make like a stew or whatever and throw all those bands in there, like I think that would be like the closest thing you can get to you guys. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I mean, I, I think Funkadelic is a good example too, just because like um, they kind of dip they dip into all that shit. Yeah, it's just we we have a lot more metal in our stuff. Than they did. It's like a, I feel like a metal version of Funkadelic. You, you know what I mean? You definitely hear like a heavy Sabbath type influence. Like mm-hmm. it's like, well, 
maybe not even just heavy Sabbath in general, just like that whole era, like right there. And like, yeah. it's funny too, cause you're starting to see more and more bands pop up with like a Sabbath type influence as opposed to, you know, like Led Zeppelin or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. That's some good music, man. Like, I mean, the seventies was the shit. That was like, that's like one of my favorite. That's I definitely, yeah, we definitely draw from that. Absolutely. <laughs> And I agree, and I and I agree with you. I think that is a sound that's generally kind of coming back, and and not only just in the genres that we fuck around with, but like use a lot of music in general. You know what I mean? Well, I think yeah. I think one of the main things was I mean I don't know how anyone really feels about them, but everyone that listens to the show knows how I feel. Uh, Greta Van Fleet. I feel like they just kind of made a mockery of like that whole thing right there. Like you know they had an idea to be a very good band, but then they just completely sold out with it <laughs> that was pretty yeah I literally just talked about everything dude we, we hold hey, no punches here on this show this is the truth tree you can say whatever you want nah yeah wait what are you gonna, what are you gonna say <laughs> no I'm just saying they do a great job for like I, I feel like at like a particular point it's just like when does it become like like being original versus like, like trying to be an exact carbon copy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. like you can never get Robert Plant's machismo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that that's like a a time capsule. Yeah, you can't copy that. You know, that's why it's kind of like I don't know. Like I wouldn't want to be in a band like that because I would get bored. Mm-hmm. But then you hear bands like. You know, Green Lung and Acid Witch and like all these like doom stoner metal bands that you yeah. can hear have like a like a distinct Sabbath type influence, but yeah, not a carbon copy. Like sleep and shit. Yes, they, exactly. They do good. Like their shit, it's almost like they're like progressing the Black Sabbath <laughs> shit, and it's like they like they're the future Black Sabbath or some yeah. shit. And they actually come up with new stuff, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's nice to know there's bands like that and, like, you guys around that are able to recapture or, yeah, like, recapture the sound of those, like, huge, great bands back then and not take it the completely commercial route and shove it down everybody's throats for no reason. Here's a tribute, here's a tribute band, Open Your Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> hey, Max Sabbath goes hard, though. Have you heard of Max Sabbath? Max Sabbath is an entirely different story. I think that they <laughs> are great. Max Sabbath, you you can't hate on them. Like if if you hate on Max Sabbath, like you're just like just an asshole. <laughs> So, I got a couple more things for you guys here. Um, one is, when do you have a next album coming out? Or is it something that's currently being worked on? You guys are just releasing singles, uh, you know, until that comes out? Well, what's going on with your uh, releasing? Yeah, right now, the um, the projected release date is the 20th. We're actually in hell week right now because we're finishing up the last little bits of mixing and stuff and mastering. Okay. We want to probably like scrape together some videos, you know what I'm saying? Like, like try to put a music video out, a couple music videos out or whatever. 
But um, yeah, November twentieth is the projected release date. That's for awesome. The, and it's actually, this is, I think this is gonna be more like our a mixtape because like um, uh, we got we've been writing some some new stuff and we got some new ideas for the like first official 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 record. And like and we spent I feel like we spent the last couple months really like hashing in tunes and like developing a process for ourselves and like developing a way to work and like our sound and like now we really are fucking figuring it out. So like I think this 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 on the twentieth is the projected release date for this project, the first one. But I think the second one is gonna be even more fucking ridiculous too. So yeah. we don't know when that's yeah, gonna the second, the second one, one's gonna be stupid too. Because like the first one was like our first time making an album together. Yeah. So it's like figuring a lot of shit out. And I feel like the second one is just going to have a lot more of a natural, like, just like jam, like get together and fucking make some great magic, music. You know? But this first one, the but first one it's going to be stupid. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be too, ridiculous. But yeah. But um, we just kind of re- learned a lot with this, with this one. And like, um, and it sounds great, but it's it's uh it just definitely was like our learning process. So it's our freshman it's our freshman record. But yeah, November twentieth, to answer your question. <laughs> it's projected. Can I make a shout out? Yeah, uh, absolutely. We're uh releasing a movie that we did a full uh score on like the we me and Jake composed the soundtrack and then had Malachi on some of the tunes too and uh it's coming out. 2022 like early 2022 it's called karma bumps nice (laughs) check it out yeah i was gonna say too the the first record that we're doing right now is like a lot of really good snapshots like the songs are good snapshots of like what we're capable of and what we like playing but the second record i think we want it to be more like a story that's like a cohesive like one element as an album you know we didn't really talk about this, but I was thinking when you guys were talking about rock. Um, sorry to change the subject, but it's I was thinking like, one thing that's really cool that they did back then that I don't see a lot of now is they made albums. You know, like when you listen to like Let's Up with One, or you listen to like Paranoid. Yeah, it was like it's start to finish. It's like you can listen to the whole record. It's like a story. It's like a story, it's a story yeah. It's like a movie. Right? Yeah. We want to incorporate those elements. Yeah, our first album is definitely not like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like kind of like sporadic. But for the next album, we definitely want to make it kind of like conclude in you know what I mean a movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's kind of cool to have like like the art of the album, like you know, like you guys are trying to resurface that type of or that that uh, that idea of it, yeah. like. You know, in a in a time period of singles and EPs, like you kind of lose that personal touch or whatever, because you know when you're releasing an EP or singles, it's like, all right, what are the best five songs we have? Right. What is the best shit we can do? And it's like when you have an album and you have a cohesive unit, it's like it doesn't matter like what is going to be the single or what's you know going to sell or be commercialized. It's as long as it makes sense with everything else. And it is nice to sit down and listen to albums like that. You know, like yeah. uh, like Van Halen 1 or Paranoid and shit like that. Like, it's just, it's nice to have those type of albums. And to hear that and not, you know, go down the idea of singles and EPs is, like, pretty refreshing to hear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's, it's like a, it's like a, 
yeah, people are really caught up in chasing chasing this the single shit. Like they want to make that make fast money, you know. Mm-hmm. And like I think that like investing in investing into the art factor of music, you know what I mean? Like putting out something that someone wants to have in their home forever, you know? Yeah. It's it's just way more worth it. It's just way more It's just a better long game, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So to kind of wrap this thing up here, this isn't even technically a question, but I like to have it like kind of like mapped out as it is one. Where can people find you guys on social media? What's next for Black Market? This is your chance to tell, you know, all the listeners and viewers anything that you want to tell them. For sure. Um, yeah, you, you can find us on uh, all of our on the social platforms, TikTok. YouTube, we have a YouTube channel we, that we, you know, upload stuff up there, dope content, funny videos, all that kind of shit, um, pretty regularly. Instagram is how we communicate professionally a lot, um, as well as our email. We do have a mailing list that you, you can join our mailing list um, by going to our Instagram and clicking on our link tree um, link, and everything is there. Like, actually, if you click that link tree, we can see the link, you have it, um, then you can find everything. Like everything is right there in two tabs. Just click the tab. You know what I'm saying no excuses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking forward to playing festivals and shit uh, this next year after the holidays and stuff. We have some travel some plans coming. Maybe some touring mm-hmm. uh, for next year. Yeah, November 20th. That's the projected release date um, for the first mixtape. So like, uh, yeah, and uh, you know. If you're listening to this later on and you want us to play in your city, <laughs> let us know. Yeah, we'll make it happen. Black Market the Band. At Black Market the Band. Yeah, on all platforms. Well, I'll tell you what. If you guys ever make it to the East Coast, you have a, you definitely have a uh, ability to come here in person and may, you know, oh, okay. maybe do like a live set or something. That that I think that would be pretty cool. But that'd yeah, be awesome, that'd be awesome. Dude, Hell yeah. What part of New York are you in? We're in, we're in New Jersey. We're about uh, 25 minutes from Philadelphia. Oh, Joyce. dude. Joyce. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm about like an hour from like that part. Like down here, it's like the sticks and like the boonies and like rednecks driving lifted trucks and stuff. Oh. <laughs> you, got, you got a little mozzadella and you got a little... Uh, desert mixed in there <laughs> dude it's it's strange because you know like the you have like south jersey then central jersey then north jersey and like north jersey and central jersey are basically new york like it's just yeah. like basically new york and the second you come down like south jersey it's like virginia yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah our homie that mastered the tracks is from Long Island. Oh, okay. So he'll probably he'll probably second exactly what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope mean, you can come out there though. We're definitely planning on being out there in the spring. Absolutely, so, yeah. that'd be awesome. Yeah, hell yeah, that'd be great. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And um, you know, as more. More music and content comes out from you guys. You know, we'll be sure to promote it on our end and, uh, you know, continue to spread the word. It's nice to have or to know bands that are trying to do, I don't want to say like the right thing, but, you know, like, uh, <laughs> like doing it for the right reasons. 
Thank you, man. Thank you for having us, man. That was a great interview. Thank you. Not a problem. Anytime. Absolutely. Have a good one, guys. You too, man. Yo, this is Black Market, the band. You're listening to Rage Against the Mainstream podcast. Listen to our new single, Lord Have Mercy, available on all platforms now. Check, check it out, motherfucker. <laughs>